And here we go with our number three of the morning show on a Friday. Good to have you along. Should be a nice day today once the clouds move out. Still could see some rain showers yet this morning, too. But expecting sunshine this afternoon and temps above normal in the 70s. Neil Atkins is here on a Friday. Good morning, Neil. I'm here, Dave, trying to grab a microphone over here. We'll get it. You got it. How's it going there? It's all right. How's the things with you? Good. Did the street wash out again down here? No, it? it actually looks in pretty good shape this morning. I see they've got the big black plastic barrier there. Now. <laughs> yeah. First Avenue. I, I don't think we're expecting really any downpours like we had uh, earlier in the week, so they should it be rain okay. last night, though. Yeah, but a little bit of rain is not going to hurt. It's the three, four inches in an hour that'll kill you. <laughs> I was grilling hamburgers in the rain last night. So really? Yeah. Wow. Just started to rain. I said, "Well, we'll just go through with it." And I <laughs> put my little uh, rain gear on and stood out there and cooked them up. Well, good for you. Uh, but it's uh, worked. Uh, Don't let a little rain stop your cookout. This is true. This is mm-hmm. true. So here's today, the fifteenth already. Isn't that special? Well, yeah, oh, yeah. It's the fifteenth today. Yeah. So they've got no parking down on Superior Street out in front of the Technology Center. Why is that? I have no idea. Nobody can answer. As I tried to get oh. in here, the doors were locked. What? And I had to pa- I had to walk down. I had to park a block away down here where Boy. I found a spot. Is it a holiday or something? I don't know. They said no parking. So huh. they said no parking 5 a.m. until 12 p.m. Oh, maybe. And we're in some... that wiggle room. Uh-huh. There were yeah. some vehicles parked out there, <laughs> but nobody had tagged them yet. So. Well, see, tomorrow is going to be the. Uh, um, Inline Marathon. I think Superior Street's open, though. That goes along the freeway, if I remember right. It so does. The, the freeway will be closed tomorrow morning. It's, it starts up in Two yeah. Harbors and comes all the way down. I mm-hmm. saw yesterday I was in Two Harbors, and I saw all the satellite toilets right. lined up on <laughs> Old 61 yeah. there. Well, you got to get, get your, you got to do that before you head down to Duluth. You better uh, make sure you do your <laughs> It's a long way you, from here uh, to there, or there to here. Start yeah. jogging or skating on down, that's yeah. for sure. So, but... Um, also, tomorrow, big doings at uh, Chester Bowl. It's the Fall Fest tomorrow. Fall Fest, that's right. I remember I haven't been that, to that. Uh, that's been going on. I think it's the uh, Kiwanis Club's uh, annual auction going on. They're busy, busy. Boy, stuff. so there's all kinds of stuff going on this weekend if you want to participate. This is true. Well, we. Uh, I just thought I'd let you know here that um, we... We lost another Duluth City Councilor, former Duluth City Councilor. We did. Yeah, passed away. Dwight Solberg. You remember Dwight Solberg? I do not. He served back in the mid-1960s. Okay, well, that's why I don't remember him. <laughs> I wasn't okay. here then. And he was uh, 90 years old. Wow. Born in August of 1933, passed away September 6th. Huh. And I didn't know him, but I did a little research on Dwight, and uh, uh, there was a. it was interesting who he served with. Yeah. On the Duluth City Council. Now, this is at a period when urban renewal was going down in Duluth sure. when they were tearing down all the hotels. And, oh, boy. And yeah. they were uh, uh, doing all sorts of things. And uh, this is back in August uh, 24th of 1965 at the uh, Duluth City Council meeting. Uh, the City Council was asked to grant an on-sale liquor license to Milton Richardson for his rendezvous bar at 21 East Michigan Street. Okay. And the article noted it's the first time a liquor license has been issued to an African-American. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Back in 1965. How about that? And uh, they argued in favor that they said there were mm. 700 Amer- African-Americans living in Duluth, and it's yeah. about time they had a place where they <laughs> could go. And 
I mean, it, well, excuse me. It should be able to go I, to I, any I of the bars. I believe that they, yeah. they could go to any of the bars, well, but this would hopefully, be the who knows back first one days, that had yeah. been owned by right. an African-American. Wow. And this was in, uh, this is, uh, owners had, uh, there were four licenses that were parked because it's the Gateway Renewal, Urban Renewal District, which oh, is taken out of Fifth Avenue bars, West yeah. and that area down there. There were some bars that liquor license have been taken away. Right. And, uh, but the interesting thing is, uh, I didn't know him, but I knew some of his colleagues who were on the city council. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, by the way, William Moppins, who was the president of the blue chapter of the National Association of the Advancement of Color Appeal, appealed for a license on behalf of Richardson. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, it, it talked about, you know, the race relations back in the day, and it goes on. The resolution was approved unanimously by the council, voting on behalf of uh, former, uh, actually, Councilman Robert Lapine. I had met him, Sherman mm-hmm. Iverson, John LaForge. Yeah. John LaForge, remember John LaForge? This is uh, well, Channel had, 3 yeah, and all that. Yeah, something Jeff. to do with uh-huh. KDAL, all right. Al Al Kalil Albert Kalil I know Al Al was right. with the the uh, uh, t- uh, uh, down at the port the head of the All union right. down at the port Mike Kalil the Medal of Honor recipient mm-hmm. was uh, Al's uh, brother okay and Al Persh Dwight Solberg Leo McDonald Leo McDonald was an attorney became the county attorney mm-hmm. and Robert Eaton Bob Eaton was an attorney in town here wow. and he was on the Duluth City Council back then. So that was Some the council these, in those days. You know, back in 1965. So right. it's kind of interesting. The history that we hear, and, yeah. uh, and uh, uh, Dwight passed away out in Grand Rapids. He was living in Grand Rapids, mm-hmm. and uh, his funeral, uh, uh, anyway, uh, he, he died right. at Itasca Hospital. So there you go. Former city councilor Dwight Solberg. Bachman-Turner Overdrive. You ain't seen nothing yet. You ain't heard nothing yet. You're in the morning show from KDAL. Why those tunes, I'll tell you. They bring it back. Now, I've got to tell you, we were talking politics here. Right? Yeah. I didn't want to steal any of uh, Daniel Sunder there talking about well, the forum, but mm-hmm. today's the 15th. It is. But two days ago was the 13th. <laughs> and, and two days from now, it'll be the 17th. That's right. But infamously, two days ago, <laughs> yes. uh, back in 1983... Okay. I was one of the candidates in the primary. That's oh. when the primary was in Duluth in I September, gotcha. okay, not August. Like little, we're doing little now. closer to Election Day, yeah. And uh, Arno Kahn and I were in the mix. Uh, uh, Herb Bergson Sr., uh, former mayor Herb Bergson's father, and Bill Miller, who was a professor up at St. Scholastica, and there were some other candidates too. And uh, we ran in the primary, and... Uh, uh, we finished, the four of us finished to face off in the general election. This, and I was, I was just amazed. This was 40 years ago. And uh, Arno and I, Arno's with Builders and Laborers Commonwealth. Uh, I think, let's see, I think Bill Miller finished first, Herb Bergson was second, I was third, and Arno was fourth. And uh, then we went on to the general election, and it was... Uh, it was interesting. I know when we've had the uh, various candidates on here, and when we saw the primary in August, we were talking about who got endorsed for what and how they how they finished. And in this last primary, uh, this August, 
uh, all the candidates that were uh, endorsed by the Democratic Party finished either second, third, or fourth in their respective spots in the primary. In the, for instance, in the uh, city at large race, uh, Eric Forsman and nephew finished first and second, and they were not endorsed by the Democratic Party. Now, of course, it's supposed to be nonpartisan if the Democratic right. Party mm-hmm. endorses. And some unions endorsed here and there, too. Mm-hmm. In the mayor's race, uh, Emily was, Larson was uh, endorsed, and she finished second to Roger mm-hmm. Reinhardt. And in the contested primary races, that's what happened. And that's uh, what's interesting is in my race in 1983, uh, it didn't happen that way. Oh. Arno and I were not endorsed. <clears throat> Our opponents were in the primary. <laughs> okay. But then we went to the general election, and we turned the tables on them. Oh. I came in first, Arno came in second, and the <laughs> other two were a distant third and fourth, and both of us won seats on the city council mm-hmm. against the overwhelming uh, endorsements mm-hmm. of some of the uh, political groups out there yeah. for our opponents. So when I talk to candidates out there and they get all upset that you can't win without endorsements, well, you sure can. Yes. And sometimes it's difficult, but if you've got the, uh, let's say, the pizzazz or whatever, mm-hmm. run the campaign and get the attention of the public. Plus, that race was a re-election race for Mayor John Fido, and he was running against Shirley Swain. Mm. She was the his main opponent. And, of course, Fido won one re-election, and, and, and we ended up getting on the council, too. So, so for those candidates out there that are struggling for the general election and that sort of thing, if, if you don't have uh, yeah. the endorsement of the political party that's uh, the the king, supposedly, in the area here. You can still make it. You can it. still make it. There That's you for go. sure. So there you have 838 at No, no, I don't smoke it no more. Oh, I don't smoke it at all. (laughs) That's uh, the no-no song, Ringo Starr here on... You know, he really came back with that one. Yeah, (laughs) that's pretty cute. All right. He he is the drummer with the Puttles. Yes. And, uh, you know, he was... He's still touring around with the Ringo Starr All-Star Band. And, you know, he wasn't the big singer. It was, you know, John Lennon and Paul McCartney... And uh, he'd do an occasional song on an occasional, album, but, but yeah. that, this one really, uh, really <laughs> got him up there. So it's pretty right. a nonsense type song, but it right. was wonderful. So. <laughs> a trend known as friendly fraud is considered the cost of doing business for retailers, but it's now starting to eat into profits. The anti fraud company Riskified polled 300 global companies and found losses from policy abuses such as return fraud and coupon stacking are costing retailers $100 billion a year. In one case, 4,000 users created over 130,000 fake accounts, taking advantage of a discount code that resulted in $14 million in losses. 55% of respondents said their costs from those kinds of tactics very significant. 65% said they rely on manual reviews for the majority of their refund and return claims. The process can be costly, time-consuming, and ineffective. Well, let me tell you something. So you wonder why prices are so high. That well, certainly I'll, has something to do with it. I'll tell you another reason, too. It's the uh, the retailers themselves. For the yeah. fear. Here's here's what's happening. I will not call out the retailer in our community, <laughs> but a major retailer in our community, okay. uh, I was informed yesterday, 
uh, doesn't prosecute shoplifters. They can just come in and take stuff. What? Yep. They're afraid. They're afraid that the, to apprehend them hmm. and possibly harm them and then be sued. Oh, boy. This is what it's gone into. Yeah, now, you hear silly. about the snatch and grabs? Right. Watch out, Duluth. It's coming our way. <laughs> and when you have the attitudes of major retailers mm. fearful of actually going after the people that are stealing, right? what message does it give it to the rest of us? Yeah. And uh, this is the inside information I ended up getting well, from uh, some folks yesterday. And they're just shocked well, I at would what be too, the retailer yes. is up to. <laughs> and uh, and yeah. this is not unusual. I heard about it. And uh, also mm. there was a snatch and grab that occurred at a uh, store in Duluth. And the uh, retailer refused to call the police. Oh, for they didn't want to. Unbelievable. So well, that's uh, their loss, I guess, but it's kind of strange. Well, the prices go up, and yeah. it, it, depending on how dramatic it is, Oof. I mean, we've seen these dramatic footages mm. out in San Francisco and Los Angeles and around the country where yeah. these gangs of people yeah. come in all masked up and hooded right. and go in and smash things up and grab. And out there, they're, they're changing lives that go after them. Mm-hmm. And here, it seems like, you know, Duluth is always on the the wrong side of things. <laughs> when the housing, before the housing crisis, yeah. as everybody built up, all of a sudden Duluth mm. builds, 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 and then back in 08, 09, it collapses, mm. and all of a sudden there's a whole bunch of projects that got overbuilt here in town, and they failed. Wow. And then finally they came about, uh, the, the buildings are still there through uh, receivership or ownership, new ownership or whatever, but it, it shows... So are we behind the time? Are we not going to catch up? Are we going to allow the na- nasty stuff to happen <laughs> yeah. here and then, while, while it's being stopped around the country because we don't have the kahunas? We need to get one step ahead of instead of one step behind. So what's know. interesting is we had Daniel Fanning on top recapping yeah. the candidate forum down there, and they asked questions like we've asked candidates. Right. And he said, you know, uh, neither of the mayoral candidates had any strong yeah, solutions well, to that's... the crime and what's happening in the downtown area, and uh, you know, if we and we tried to put uh, Mayor Emily Larson to it on it, and she kind of danced around it. Yeah. And uh, it'll be interesting when we get Roger Reinert on board. We'll put mm-hmm. him to the same question too. And <laughs> it's difficult. See, I'm sure I, I would not know how to solve that problem either. There has to be a lot of guts to solve the problem. Well, that might be it, and, and a you lot have of money to, too, obviously. Yes, there is, and you right. have to go back literally. Mm. To the old days and how you start mm-hmm. enforcing legislation and you have yeah. to start changing city ordinances and change some of the state statutes mm. that allow this nonsense to happen. That would be a long process, but well, it's it got to start somewhere. Somebody's got to start somewhere. Yeah. 846. It is Van Halen. That is Jump, 849 in the morning. You're on KDAL. Let's head to the phone, see who we got on the telephone this morning. Hi, who's this? Good morning. This is Stan. How are you? Stan. In the big city of the bright lights. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're doing okay. No fog, so we can see the lights this morning. There you go, by golly. Right. Uh, you got to change your, uh, you know, the police are stuck. Mm-hmm. They can, they're, they'll pick them up. But you got to have a prosecutor, a city attorney, county attorney that's going to have a, ma- a maximum sentence for these people. I agree. That's the issue, I guess. Yep, it's, that's where it stops. You've got to have a mayor that's going to demand it from them. Right. Sounds and, good. Uh, that's, that's what you're going to have to change in Duluth. All right. Sounds like a deal to me. Hey, thanks for the uh, call, and we'll catch you again next week. How's that? You bet. Bye.
8.50 in the morning. Don't forget, tomorrow it is the Duluth Farmer's Market again every Wednesday and Saturday. Saturdays from 8 a.m. until noon, the Farmer's Market brings you the freshest produce and most delightful local products right there to the Farmer's Market at 14th Avenue East and 3rd Street, where you'll find a vibrant market buzzing with life. Dedicated local farmers and artisans pour their hearts into growing and crafting the finest products, and they're available for you again tomorrow between 8 a.m. and 12 p.m. They also have a farmer's market, same location on Wednesdays from 2 p.m. until 5 p.m. The Duluth Farmer's Market, 14th Avenue East and uh, 3rd Street. Hey, I got to tell you, I'm sorry I was I, I left you all by yourself. Dave. Yeah, yeah. But for the first uh, two hours in the morning, you're all by yourself anyway. Well, this is true. So. <laughs> this is true. I'm so used to it. I had to uh, wash my glasses. I don't know what happens when at night if one of the dogs comes up <laughs> and grabs them and licks them or not. But, so you couldn't see what you were doing well, all morning? Well, I could morning? see, but it was kind of, <laughs> oh. you, know, s- s- you know, smudgy, so oh, to speak. Oh, I got you. Yeah. But I'll, I'll tell you something. Uh, at the farmer's market with all the produce that people bring right. in. Yesterday, I went out and checked my apple trees. How are they doing? And the one in back, uh, they're really ripening up, and they're looking good, and I've sampled them. And the one in front by the lake mm-hmm. uh, is the one that has the sweetest apples. And the other day, I checked them, and there's no evidence of critters. The blue jays come flying oh, in, yeah, yeah, and yeah. they hit them with one peck yeah. and take a piece out. <laughs> And then all of a sudden the hornets come in and start feasting. Okay, yeah, it isn't the blue jays that eat all uh, apples? No, nope, they, they take they a just, deal. They get it started for all yeah. the other critters. Oh boy! So I went and looked at it, and all of a sudden I saw there were probably a couple dozen apples that had been compromised. All and right. what we do is we pick those and then yeah. we chop up what we can and and freeze them. Yeah. So I picked all the good ones and put them in the started them in the garage. I got those off the tree, so at least wow. last year I only got a couple dozen off of it because the critters got to them. So, oh, so our friends at the farmers market there, I know they have the mm. same problems out there. I and suppose. this is the time when all the critters are getting ready to either move south or go dormant, <laughs> and they are fattening up. And so. We got to fatten ourselves up too. We got to compete with all those natural all right. things. To the phone we go. Hi, who's this? Hey, good morning. This is Tom from Port Wayne. What's Tom, up, Tom? Welcome back. Good to hear from you. Um, I just wanted to kind of weigh in on that uh, situation with these uh, people stealing and not being prosecuted. My daughter worked at one of those stores, and I begged her to quit to leave because. Uh, I'll, I'll cut to the chase on it. There were two very large African-American men that would come in on a regular basis with backpacks, fill them up, and walk out. And the manager told my daughter repeatedly, do not try to stop them. Wow. Okay? Yeah. And I also have another uh, one of my kids that works at a very big box store that if you reach a certain point on the exterior of the store, uh, it's no longer theirs, it's yours. And people will literally fill a cart up and run like heck. That's sad. Yeah. We need to do something in this country, and we need to start with the smash-and-grab crowd and work our way down to these individuals who think they also uh, are above the law and start prosecuting them. And the problem is they're minority members, not exclusively, but they are predominantly. And that's where the fear of these DAs is. Uh, you know, they, they're afraid to go after the people who are committing the crime for fear of being called off 
racist. Mm. So well, I, Tom, I think that is part of it out there. Yeah. Uh, the the problem is is that uh, it's it's lawlessness, mm. and when you have lawlessness, you have chaos. And the sad thing is, you may have some vigilantism out there, and if that happens, then yeah. some people are really going to get hurt. We've got to take a break. 8.54, we'll be right back. we got to check the weather, too. That's up next. Hey, we got the weather for the rest of the day today. Mostly cloudy this morning. Still a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms. Then it'll turn mostly sunny this afternoon. We'll be in the low 70s. Sounds pretty nice. A little cooler over the weekend with 60s expected. Maybe some sprinkles tomorrow. Sunday, partly cloudy with mid-60s. Back into the mid-70s by the middle of next I'm week. looking forward to it. I'm not going to take the boat out of the water quite yet. But, uh, <laughs> Let's although, hope not. You didn't get it in until a couple of weeks ago. Oh, I got it. Yeah. Oh, it was yeah, all right. Was, I think it was, uh, when did I get it in? It was uh, pretty late. In June, I know that. In mid-June yeah, okay. or something like that. But the, uh, and, you know, the weather was kind of crummy. That whole well, part true, of June, yeah. would, right. if I would have gotten it in, it would have been sitting there uh, <laughs> sogging, sogging away. But, uh, say, on the, uh, on the political side, I just got to yes. tell you, for local all races, right. All you candidates out there and friends of candidates, yes. tell your people that are running, if they're invited to a forum, mm-hmm. a candidate uh, forum or a uh, union right. endorsement or whatever the case is, mm-hmm. go. Yeah, well, you Go and think. give your spiel. Yeah. I know they had the deal down at Grandma's uh, Sports Garden. It's called the Event Center yeah. there. And all the candidates, and there was one candidate for the 4th mm-hmm. City Council District that didn't go. They mm-hmm. declined to go. Well. you got to go to these things. It, it's not in your best. It's in your best interest and well, for the certainly. public to hear about you, no matter what. And I always told people. Some people say I don't take endorsements. It doesn't matter if you get the endorsement or not. Right. You go and you appear between the public employees union, the yeah. trades, the police, the fire. So at least you you give them the respect and the courtesy to give your spiel. And whether they endorse you or not, at least you treat each other as you'd want others to treat you. This is true. That sounds like a great parable. It is. It right. is. So right. here's one last thing. I know we're going right. to roll. Yeah. Hennepin County Sheriff says opiates kill more times as many as guns. Many times as many as oh, guns. Oh, I believe that. And this is the issue that's going on in this country, and we better get a handle on it. All right. We'll see you Monday. That will sounds like a plan. Have a good weekend, Neil. Right.